back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Monday, February 15th, 2020. Happy President's Day. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, hey, Joe. <clears throat> I'm doing pretty well. I'm coming at you, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, fans of our uh, B-Block lately, uh, the top of the crock, will know that I have been making maple mead over the past couple months, or a month or so, I guess. And my hot take is, I just put it into bottles today, and I pulled some off to just drink. Um, and so I'm drinking it right now. So if I don't have to leave the podcast to like sprint to the bathroom or go to the emergency room, then I'm going to consider that a win. <laughs> How does it taste? Not great. It tastes, it's not bad. <laughs> it's like a little thick, um, like pectiny, and it tastes a little bit like a mix between kombucha and hard cider. Uh, and also it's a little bland. So it's not wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. <laughs> All right. Well, let us know how that goes. It um, actually, oh, it actually, I will say, does taste better than I was expecting it to. Okay. But I was expecting it to be completely unpalatable. So. Wait, what's the alcohol content? No idea, but I think it's pretty strong. I'm feeling a little bit loaded. <laughs> you had a funny smile earlier. <laughs> But I don't know. I, you know, I also was drinking before I started drinking this. So who knows? <laughs> I also was drinking before I started drinking. Ah, this is going to be a great <laughs> podcast. I'm excited already, guys. It's okay. basically the C block. It's what I'm trying to say. Right. We haven't done a proper C block in a hot minute. That's a good call. Although, joining us, you know, regular now, uh, coming in from Seattle, is Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? Hey, Joel. Uh, it's going good. Thanks for having me. It's the, the snowstorm has been replaced with a rainstorm, so Seattle weather has returned to normal. And speaking of returns to Seattle, I want my hot take has to do with uh, one James Paxton or Big Maple relanding in Seattle. Uh, I predict a return to glory and his to retain or regain his spot, in my mind, as history's greatest Canadian. I think he uh, fleeced the Yankees. It's pitched in 16 games and is now going to come home and have his cutter. Apparently his, uh, you know, his bullpen session that came, that some Mariner officials went and watched was so good that they were scared somebody else was going to try and get him. So <laughs> I think a return to form from James Paxton and uh, good tidings for the Mariners is my hot take. I, uh... I just want to fact check that a little bit because James Paxton, uh, as soon as that bald ego landed on his head during that game, ceased to be a Canadian and became an American. So <laughs> well, history's, I mean, I, that, that history's greatest American. Into my history's greatest Canadian kind of quotient. I mean, he fought off an American eagle. Like what better <laughs> Canadian has fought off an American eagle? No, he just let it kind of land on his head. Well, and he, and he calmly in true Canadian form sort of, put his arm up and it got on his arm and then he kind of put it down on the ground. He kept his hat in his hand the whole time. 
It was. I thought it was. Uh, I th- yeah. No, I, I'm going to stick with mine. This is a. That's a true act of Canadian greatness in in face of a foe, an American eagle coming to take him. What's he signed for? Does anybody know what the man has got him for? There's some ten million dollars involved. I think with incentives, it's like eight point five or something for a One year. year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes. Which I'm stoked with. I. Yeah. That, I'm a little surprised because, I mean, I'm a White Sox fan, and I was expecting, I was like, ooh, we should make a run at Paxton. You know, like, four, four, uh, the fourth guy in your rotation is James Paxton. I would take that. Uh, right. And he's a lefty. And he's a lefty, right. So... When he's on, he I think he's top of rotation stuff. I mean, and I don't know. I, he might. I'm not sure. He might. Maybe he's done. But he's he's got the potential to have a lot of time left. I don't know how old he is, but he's he's. I don't know what happened in New York, but he's they he's, kinda... he's worth one year, eight point five million dollars. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's also was like a pretty big popular. Like there was Maple Grove in left in. in uh, upper left field bleachers it was like some some dudes and chicks i don't know people baseball fans that uh stoked and unofficially brought signs and like all went to the same section and turned it into maple grove the, like the team didn't you know it was like an encounter it, it was kind of in in contrast to the king's court and Felix was pretty much in his decline at that point. So it was the King's court was kind of a joke on itself. And everybody was like, well, why don't we make a Maple Grove for James Paxton? So they started showing up and made Maple Grove. And then the team recognized it and he recognized it. It's like actually a thing now. So I think it's awesome all around, man. So Yeah, that would be good. And the Mariners continued their tradition of getting their old players back. And for nothing, basically. Like <laughs> <laughs> From the Yankees also. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So there's, a, there's some kind of baseball curse coming out of Seattle. I'm not sure anybody's ready for what it actually is. Yeah. Uh, uh, coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. Uh, my hot take is about the playing of the national anthem. Uh, Jame- uh, ooh, what's your name? Jamel Hill had a big article in the Atlantic, not the Athletic. I get the two confused because they have the same goddamn font. Um, she had a thing in the Atlantic about the national anthem. The Dallas Mavericks of the NBA had gone 13 games this year without playing the national anthem before anybody found out or cared about it. And then the NBA offices were like, no, Dallas, you actually do have to play the national anthem. Jamel, uh, her point is, you know, you shouldn't be required to play the national anthem, which, fine, I... I could see whatever. I don't actually have a hot take about that. My hot take is in baseball, we started to see the decline of both Major League Baseball and America when they started playing God Bless America during the seventh inning stretch. That is the worst tradition in baseball. I hate it. I hate going to Sunday games because of it. I stand up because I'm worried I'll get my ass beat if I don't stand up. But, like, the only baseball song I will honor is Take Me Out to the Ball Game. That's it. All of the songs should be banned from baseball games. That's my hot take. I agree wholeheartedly. Thank you. 
there's a lot of uh, you could probably tie the fact that God Bless America has been played in stadiums since 9-11 yeah. and the institution of a lot of like kind of crazy governmental moves and the vibe of the world <laughs> shifting pretty like America being justified in blowing people up all the time in some kind of weird people's life. Anyway, yeah, there's probably a pretty deep connection between those events. Yeah. Well, and so, the erosion of the freedom of privacy. Right. I mean, the, yeah, the any or NSA or whatever, like, yeah. So I think, I think we can't necessarily blame the song itself. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I'm with Joel on this. I think that the song is 100% to blame. I think then by proxy that the national anthem then would be to blame because the national anthem sort of stemmed the concept of like, well, we need to be pro-something and this drunk-ass seventh-inning stretch just isn't hand taking care of it we need to get some more god and country into this jam so i think but that's my point is that we already had the national anthem i was fine with the national anthem i'll put my hand on my heart for the national anthem before the game but it's the seventh inning stretch i'm drunk it's last call we're down three two it's time to take me out to the ball game (laughs) right time It's just inappropriate. Right, right. That's what I say. Read the room, baseball. <laughs> although, although in my experience, it's often on a Sunday Mariner matinee where they're losing, and it's kind of like more break from the action isn't really all that bad. Right. Like, you know, yeah, let's just sit around and think about how horrible things are, or how much. We're I don't down care. five nothing, and I'm drunk, and I have to go to work tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I I don't stand for God bless America. Yeah, neither do I. God. It's also not a good song. Right. It's a terrible song. So stupid. It's worse than the Canadian National Anthem. It's way worse than the Canadian National Anthem. It's not way worse than the Canadian National Anthem, but it is worse than the Canadian National Anthem. (laughs) Uh, Well, I've got a whole host of takes, but we should move on. Just know that this is a godless communist baseball podcast you're listening to now. Right. Yeah. Go to hell if you don't like it. Commie fuck. <laughs> no, we're the commie fucks. Oh, right. Yeah, shit. I get confused. <laughs> uh, shout out to everybody who has listened to us. We really appreciate it. Please continue to do so. Hit that late like uh, and subscribe, rate and review us. I was looking at our listeners from last week, and I got all excited. Tons of listeners from Georgia. Cool. Because uh, we gave that shout out to the High and Inside podcast, those Braves fans down there. Oh, uh, right. And there's this town. It's I a like suburb. What? I like the Braves. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about the Braves, too. But there's this town called Dacula, Georgia, that we got some listeners from. And I got all excited because it's just one letter away from Dracula, yeah. Georgia. That's like some <laughs> some southern gothic like vampires living in that fucking place for sure. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I was super excited about it. Um, and then too. I looked it up, and it's just a suburb, right? Full uh, of vampires. They should build some weird shit there, like some like. You know, like Victorian architecture. Do like big archways and like <laughs> like like gargoyles on top of things and shit. Like, just go for it. It's fine. Right. It could be your whole marketing tour. Right. Yeah, lean into it. Come to Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So shout out to Dacula, Georgia. It's probably not even pronounced that way, but I don't care. Nakula. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We also got an Instagram account, all the social media bullshit. We really appreciate it. So, um, hey, pitchers and catchers, they report in less than 48 hours, guys. So it is that time for us to start looking ahead. I'm really excited about it. Can I just take a moment to say I'm really, really excited about it? So excited. Tom, it's it's nine degrees and it snowed eight inches here today. (laughs) We got really freaked out when it snowed eight inches here in Seattle the other day, and it was like 28. (laughs) But anyway, I'm really excited too. I I I I don't think I've been allowing myself in this last whatever that the year that didn't exist. Right. To get excited about things, because it's like, but this is like a thing that's like, oh man, boy, oh boy, baseball's coming back. (sighs) Yes. So, we're going to start with our division previews this episode. We're going to start in, um, I wouldn't say the most exciting, but definitely the most popular of the six MLB divisions, the American... East, I know. Uh, so, Sam, you want to give us a little intro? Yeah. Feel? So I did a little research on the 2021 AL East, and I'm going to kind of talk you guys through it, and we, then we can, you know, discuss. Um, but first, uh, you said the most popular. I say that the AL East is the premier division in Major League Baseball. <clears throat> it is home to... Uh, Big market teams, Boston Red Sox and Yankees, number six and number two on the top payroll list, respectively. Uh, Major League Baseball's front office farm system, the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, and Major League Baseball's only Canadian team, the Toronto Blue Jays. It's also the home of the Orioles, the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. Wait, doesn't that kind of take away from Toronto? Huh? Like, it's cool you guys have a Canadian team, but one of your American teams is from Baltimore. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> well, no, it's, I just, the only thing that I could Baltimore. think of to say about the Orioles was that they're from Baltimore. Like the Wild, also from Baltimore? Yeah. Yeah, uh, John, uh, John Waters. Also. John Waters, also from Baltimore. Yeah, right. Good they, one. they don't have anything to do with baseball, though. The author of the American National Anthem. Baltimore. Right. Uh-huh. Isn't that also uh-huh. where... Now the root of our problem. See? Bell ties back to God Bless America. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe's from Baltimore? Edgar Allan Poe. He's... There's a lot of good shit from Baltimore. Or maybe he died in Baltimore. I'm not sure he's from he's Baltimore. A big, like, he's a big... Bal- they claim him. That right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, not, none of that has to do... Like, you know, it's... That has nothing to do with baseball. Uh, the division has been home to some of history's biggest stars and most iconic moments. But what does the East Coast landscape look like in 2021? Here are a couple hot takes I'm going to start you guys off on. <clears throat> and I, Joel already knows these, Thomas, but we'll get some real reactions from you. Uh, my first hot take is that <clears throat> the Toronto Blue Jays are going to win the AL East this year. I like it. Uh, And I'll get into that when we start going through the teams. My other hot take is that the Tampa Bay Rays 
more than any other team in Major League Baseball are going to be negatively affected by Major League Baseball's decision to deaden the baseballs this season. Uh, and <clears throat> the fact that they made that decision kind of so late in the offseason makes me think that the Rays will not have uh, time to adjust for the 2021 season. And I the see Rays. them... I think the Rays are going to be hurt the most by the return of the dead ball. Right. And they it's are going unoff- to finish... Is it official, by the way? Can I ask? What? I mean, it's unofficially official that... It's the been ball, acknowledged that the ball was changed and is now being changed back. Basically, they're unjuicing the balls. They never admitted to juicing the balls. <laughs> That's, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But That's they are unjuicing them. Yeah. So MLB is saying we never juiced the balls, but well, if we I did, we would have done the opposite of what we're doing now. Exactly. <clears throat> right. But <laughs> they weren't juiced. Yeah. We never <laughs> juiced the balls, but we're going to unjuice them now. For no reason. The balls were never juiced, but we're going to unjuice the balls that we juiced. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, And the Tampa Bay Rays last season in 2020 scored a higher percentage of their runs via the home run than any other team in Major League Baseball by a pretty significant number. And in the playoffs, especially leading to their World Series run, they scored like 85% of their runs via the home run. So... I think that that is going to negatively impact them more than any other team. They're going to finish fourth in the division. Okay. Um, But we're going to start the division with Boston Red Sox because they're the team that I know the most about. Listen Uh, to him turn the pages of his notepad. Yeah, the notepad here. Wow. Joel, but have you noticed that I'm taking notes? Oh, I did (laughs) it. Excellent. We are on top of it tonight, you guys. (laughs) We're falling apart. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> so the Red Sox... Uh, Where are you picking them to finish in the division, out of curiosity? I'm picking the Red Sox to finish third in the division. Okay. Uh, after <clears throat> So my AL East division predictions is the Blue Jays in first place, the Yankees in second place, the Red Sox in third place, the Rays in fourth place, and the Baltimore Orioles in fifth place. Uh, right. I just want to point out that, like... The mainstream media is pretty much picking the Yankees to win the division because that's what they fucking did. Right. Yeah, I don't understand that. We'll get into it. We're going to get into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But we'll start with the Red Sox, who are still deep in their rebuild. Uh, They hired this guy, Haim Bloom, from the Tampa Bay Rays because that's where everybody gets their front office people from is the Tampa Bay Rays. Right, the smartest kids in the class. Right, the smartest kids in the smartest and poorest kids in the class. Um, And they, uh, you know, he came in and immediately traded away Mookie Betts, which pissed off the fan base. Then coronavirus came, and that saved kind of like everyone stopped paying attention to that, Um, and that kind of gave him another year to do his thing. Twenty twenty one. Um, and he's kind of been doing his thing, which basically is making a lot of moves that don't make sense to anybody except for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, uh, this offseason, the big acquisitions uh, were Kiki Hernandez, uh, Adam Odovino. Kiki Hernandez signed as a free agent, spent last season with the World Series Dodgers. Um Adam Odovino, which was a rare trade in between the Yankees and the Red Sox, which is another kind of 
sign of new like things are changing in Boston because normally they don't do that. Normally um, they don't, right? Pick up, take, take take players from the Red Sox or Yankees. The Yankees and the Red. Well, like teams don't generally trade inter division, but especially the Red Sox and the Yankees don't trade. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Hunter Renfro, Renfo from a oh, yeah. free agent who was a Ray last year. Uh, the most recent move was trading away Andrew Benintendi, who had a couple good years to start his career and has not been very good lately. Uh, and this was kind of a strange move because there was two more years left on uh, Andrew Benintendi's contract before he's a free agent. Um and he wasn't costing too much money. Uh, and they traded him basically for this guy, Franchi Cordero, who statistically is not very, wasn't hardly any different than Benintendi last year. Um, but they also got a, a minor league pitcher and three players to be named later. So it was really just, it feels like this guy, Haim Bloom, is acquiring just a million bodies. Uh, to try to kind of rebuild this Red Sox farm system, which was decimated by <clears throat> the World Series build, uh, culminating in the 2018 World Series win. Right. Wasn't Ben Intendi supposed to be pretty big? Like, So they signed him to a four-year deal? Was that right? Yeah, he was supposed to be uh, kind of a future, oh, shit, like right? face of the franchise, you know, in the future. Yeah. And so he just signed a deal, and now he's kind of slapping off. I mean, yeah, because he has been kind of bad lately. It's kind of weird. He he hasn't really been good since the first half of 2018, really. Uh, yeah. But, you know, he plays really good defense, and he has a lot of potential. Um, he really moved fast. He was only in the minors for, I think, 11 months, I, I think, or 12 months, or 14 months, something like that. Um, I always wanted. I always wanted to yell at him. I've been intending to tell you you stink. Right. Yeah, that's good. He's probably heard it before. <laughs> but actually, it would be meaner now if he actually right. does stink. Because he's in Kansas City. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's really gonna hurt when he comes, and I'm gonna yell that at him, and he's gonna be like, "Oh, dang it!" Anyway, Franchi Cordero, what the guy. I'm sorry. Oh, I just want to say about the Bennett's Hendy deal, I was surprised because he hasn't been good lately, but a lot of Red Sox fans we follow on Twitter were, like, upset about this trade. Uh, so he still definitely had some kind of fan favorite status in Boston, uh, even if he wasn't well, there was it was the three B's, right? Benintendi, Betts, and Bradley Jr. in the outfield, and they and it was like to my mind, in 2018, the Red Sox had the best defensive outfield in Major League Baseball with those three guys out there. Yeah. Um, right. And, you know. And you need it there. <clears throat> and they really, you know, that's a, that's a fun thing to see when you have an elite group. Like, good center fielder is amazing to watch. But when it's like the whole outfield is so good it also really changes the game for the other team on the base paths. And and you can, if you follow a team for a season, you can really see that play out. And, you know, they also all ended with that Red Sox. 
yeah. well, that Red Sox defense, you could see it in one game. I mean, Jackie Bradley was... I mean, and that's an interesting... Like, one of the things that I would venture to say is the reason why the Red Sox have have... I mean, when you have a park that plays a certain way or has, like, if you have athlete, really good athletic outfielders, all of a sudden they're, like you can really beat people in that ballpark because if you learn how to play that field and you can learn how to play defense in that outfield, it's a huge boost every game you play in that stadium. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, the same thing as Yankee stadium. There's sort of these kind of like classic stadiums that have certain dimensional aspects to them that create a culture and a team kind of, it's a way, like, it's like what I was saying about extending the, the, the walls in a place to, it's like playing in a 500 foot outfield you know what i mean like you could just just get a bunch of fast guys and win because nobody could hit a home run and completely change the the, the statistic that matters the most and in ways i think like certain stadiums really control that and it's cool like i like the boston red sox pretty much because of fenway park and the outfield totally absolutely um Gummy. And, you know, <clears throat> he never was that good, but he was real potential. Um, they added some other people. They got Kiki Hernandez, I might have mentioned. They may or may not have signed Marwin Gonzalez. That news broke, but I couldn't actually find him on any roster lists when I looked today. So maybe... I looked on Boston.com, and they said one year, $3 million. Right, and I saw a number of articles that said that. It's possible that he just hasn't taken his physical yet. And so that's okay. why uh, those that deal hasn't like officially gone through. Um, but I think that that happened. Um, but all of these guys are <clears throat> kind of at best platoon or like, like bottom of the order outfielders for the most part. I think that the biggest difference maker that the Red Sox signed to their roster this season, or not roster, to the team, the add to the team is rehiring manager Alex Cora. Uh, mm. Because that whole Astro scandal and like getting you know rid of him and the um, investigation really kind of threw the entire organization into chaos. Um, and I think that having him back is going to steady the boat a bit. I'd agree. He's also good at his job. Right. He's also really good at his job. Um, he's good with, he's a really good players coach and there's just a ton of new faces. Uh, and I think that he's going to be really good at handling that. So I would say that the Red Sox are like a definitely improved team from last year. Um, yeah. Odovino, is potentially could really kind of ground that. Uh, <clears throat> Who else is in the bullpen? They got no, this guy, Matt Barnes, who was pretty good last year. And basically everyone else were like a rotation of minor leaguers and yeah. pieces that never really worked out. Uh, the Red Sox bullpen is still going to be bad this year, but I think it's going to be better. Um, and they're starting pitching. Uh, if they get... Uh, what's his name? Sale. No, Sale should be back by July. Um, they okay. signed this guy Garrett Richards, who's like a back end starder. They re like re signed. Richards when he's right. What's that? 
I like Garrett Richards when he's right, but he's, I think he's getting older now. Yeah, he's been in the league for 10 years. Uh, yeah, but, you know, he could, he could be – he could eat up innings. Um, if they can get Sale back, if they can get uh, – why can't I remember his name? You got Sale, you got Yavaldi, Yavaldi. No, not Yavaldi, the other guy. Rodriguez. Rodriguez, Sale. yeah, that's the one. If he comes back, this guy Garrett Richards, like they played 60 games last year and I think they had 16 starting pitchers or something like that. Um, so there's really no consistency in the bullpen or in the starting rotation. And if they can kind of put, if they can even just settle that down a little bit, they're going to be a much improved team because they have this young kind of core with... Uh, Xander Bogarts and Devers um, and they have a couple young guys kind of in the pipeline coming in um, and 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 with J.D. Martinez they can be a really dangerous offense yeah they, can, yeah, they got a potent offense like, they can score runs and it's just really hard when you give up five runs in the first inning and you're immediately yeah. in that hole uh, you can't really come but back. They signed from that. a starting pitcher. They have. They signed somebody. Kind of didn't they? Garrett Richards. Aside from that, nobody else. No, really. Vino, who's a middle reliever mostly? Oh, I guess it was an Ottavino deal that maybe I'm thinking. They like. I like the Ottavino deal. I think he's good, yeah. but he won't start for them. Ottavino could be our closer though. Probably. Which would be a shift for him because he's not a closer coming in. He well, wants to be there. he. Could have been a closer if he wasn't on the Yankees, right? Because the Yankees have, you know, Chokey, uh, Chokey Chapman, Chokey <laughs> Chapman, and then Big L. Yeah. Oh, his new name's the Big L. Sorry, I forgot to tell you guys that. <laughs> okay. uh, and then that they have that other me. guy. Who's that other guy? Uh, the lefty. I didn't... Who? It's a lefty. He was the closer. He was like this dominant closer for the Orioles, and they traded him away, and he became the setup man um, for the yeah, Yankees. Uh, White dude. Uh, yeah, he was with he was Baltimore. He was really good with Baltimore. Yeah, uh, and he's really good with the Yankees, too. He just doesn't get any saves, so he's kind of under the radar. Right. Francis Scott Key. Anyway, we got to move on because there's four more teams to talk about here. Um, yeah. So I, I, I want to go to so pick Toronto or the Yankees next. I'm gonna do the Yankees next. Okay, because yeah, let's just talk shit about the Yankees for like five minutes. Okay. Fuck the Yankees. <laughs> the Yankees added. I want to uh, talk about Toronto. Fuck the Yankees. The a- Yankees didn't add like of all the AAL East teams that I looked at they've actually added the fewest players of consequence right um that mostly uh, they they signed Corey Kluber to a one-year deal and Uh, traded for Jamison Tylon right um, I'm not impressed with the Tylon sign the Kluber like I've got a hot take about Kluber is that they're betting on him to be the Koi Kluber he was in 2017 and 2018. And I'm not saying that's a bad bet, but it's still a risk. Like, I like that that pickup for the Yankees, but they're, like, counting on him to get back to Cy Young form, which that's a that's a, a risk. Let me put it that way. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I think that they are. They feel like they have what it takes to go all the way, and they're just trying to shore up a starting rotation that looked pretty thin uh, once people started getting hurt. So, uh, and and that's what they're trying to get out of Corey Kluber and Jamison Tylon. I think uh, yeah. they signed a couple more minor role players um they've got prospects that are trying to start right yeah so well they have uh what's his name trash trash thrower uh severino severino and yeah. then another guy who beat up his girlfriend and missed a bunch of time is severino gonna pitch uh also july i think yeah. He's on the same timeline as Chris Sale, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, weird. Okay. Well, who's the, who, who, uh, yeah, cool. He, like, okay, I guess I'm, I'm a dumbass because the Yankees did win the division in 2019. Other than that, it's been a long time. See, everybody's up. excuse me, everyone's always like, the Yankees are going to win the division. They're not. Like, they're not as good as they were last year. They didn't win the division. Tampa Bay is not Tampa Bay that they were last year. But the Yankees have not, like, materially improved from 2020 to 2021. Yeah, maybe it was only 60 games, but but who they got? They're betting on their guys not getting hooked. Right. Milwaukee Sanchez sucks. Bolino sucks. DJ LeMahieu is the worst batting title champion in the history of batting title champion. Had a great average. Yeah, he's yeah, love batting average. Thomas loves him. <laughs> loves batting average. <laughs> like, like, Judge is overrated. Stanton is good if he's healthy. Right, which he won't be. Which he won't be. Tanaka's gone. Who else they got? Eric Cole. Garrett Cole, they're betting a lot on this guy, Jamison Tylon, and I think a lot of it is based on Garrett Cole because as soon as Garrett Cole, as soon as Garrett Cole left Pittsburgh, he went from a like kind of like waste of potential to top five pitcher in Major League Baseball, like the first year that he was with the Astros, and I think that the Yankees are betting that they can kind of get that same sort of you know, cocoon, like caterpillar to butterfly transformation from this guy, Tylon. Not a terrible bet. Who was a... I don't know. That's fucked up that everybody is betting, well, the Pittsburgh pitching staff just sucks. Right. Well, they're, they're, it is a very polarizing staff, I think. I think, like, the Pittsburgh... I think Pittsburgh's pitching staff is, like, old-school baseball guys doing weird old-school baseball crap. You know what I mean? And everybody's like, oh, man, these guys are like witch doctors. They're crazy, you know? And they're just fucking old men who spit tobacco and, like, are jerks about stuff. Right. Just, like, make racist jokes. Yeah. (laughs) I I hate to think that all new pitching coaches are, like, old-timey racists from, like, 1936. (laughs) Well, yeah. They're like all the guys in that movie Moneyball that were like telling that yeah, that Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt had to fire, or like yeah. from that table. 
love that scene. That scene is maybe my favorite scene. Yeah. That. I should really revisit that movie again. It's got its high points. Definitely does. It's overrated. Overrated as a baseball movie, but it's got its high points. It is a baseball movie, though. Right. I, 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 I like that movie I'm okay. Gonna, I'm going to get it totally off track. Do you remember the movie A Knight's Tale? I remember the name. Uh, somebody pointed out to me on Twitter this afternoon that that's a sports movie, and he's fucking correct. That's a... Soccer? Uh, the two, it's about jousting in medieval English. <laughs> right. <laughs> Weird. He's like, he's like, that's one of the best sports movies of all this. Two strike noise who said this to me. One of the best sports movies of all time. And I was like, oh, fuck, he's right. <laughs> I mean, okay. he may be right about it being a sports movie, but I would not say that he's right about it being one of the best sports movies of all time. Well, now we're really going to get distracted. I want to talk about Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about Toronto. Are we ready to pivot to Toronto? Oh, can I give you something I want to end up with the Yankees on, though, is that they also are kind of working with a still young-ish core in... And this is kind of a... With the top three teams in the American League East that I have, which are the Red Sox, the Yankees, and the Blue Jays, they kind of have this similar young core. And mm-hmm. the Yankees um, have Judge, who's overrated. They got Glaber Torres, who's overrated. They're all overrated. Right. Um, Severino, <laughs> overrated. Uh, but they're, they're like kind of betting on this nucleus of young talent uh, to be the the consistency that they build around. And I think that the reason I bring that up is because I think that the Blue Jays have the most young talent at the center of their team. Also, it's younger for the most part. Um, they got these three guys, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Caven uh, uh, Biggio, and um, Bo Bichette. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. You didn't mention Guriel. Oh, and Guriel Jr., yeah. Yeah, that... Uh, um, he's good, too. Yeah. Uh, as far as their off-season acquisitions this year, they got Francisco Lariano, um, mm-hmm. Joe Panic. Uh, huh? they, they, did, they did a lot of work. Kind of their big pickups this season... Uh, Marcus Simeon, shortstop from the um, Athletics. From the Oakland Athletics, and it'll be interesting to see where he goes because Bo Bichette is also a shortstop. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is a third baseman. Um, <clears throat> George Springer from free agency via the Houston Astros. Who? Okay, what, what, what does their, start, their staff look like, though? Well, they hold on. Let me do. let me just kind of keep going here, uh, okay, yeah, and then <laughs> they got this guy Kirby Yates, who is the closer for the Padres, who yeah. is 2019's saves leader for the National League, uh, who really could end games for them, and they already had a big stat. Games are a pretty big stat. I ah, you took my <laughs> joke from me, Thomas. <laughs> they uh, they have a pretty good. They had a really good bullpen already. 
uh, and having somebody kind of at the back end who's a veteran, Yates is 35, I think, um, to kind of kind of anchor the staff will be big for them. They got in their rotation uh, Ryu, the Korean, who uh, has led Major League Baseball in ERA since 2018. Um, yeah. They and I up- would say... Like, uh, he didn't get robbed of the Cy Young last year because Shane Bieber is really fucking good. But Ryu, like, you, he had a strong argument for AL Cy Young last year. Right. Good start. Mm-hmm. Uh, they picked up this guy, uh, Steven Matz, from the, from the uh, Mets, who's like a middle-of-the-rotation sort of guy. But over Matt the past, had high upside. He was, he's. I, I've seen that be guy be really good. At least I thought. Yeah. yeah, he's he's good. The thing about him that I was reading uh, is that he's been healthy over the past few years and really has um, pitched a like been consistently pitching uh, a high amount, like a, a a good amount of innings, which is key. Um, <laughs> Because then they also have Robbie Ray, who's old. They have Tanner Rourke, who's also kind of old. And then this guy, Nate Pearson, who I don't know anything about. I guess he's probably young. Do you know who their number two starter would be? Uh, Their number two starter would probably be Robbie Ray or maybe Matt's. I don't know. Yeah. So after Ryu, it's anybody's I guess. A bunch of question marks after Ryu. Wait, Marcus Stroman isn't pitching for anybody. <clears throat> Mets. Mets. The Mets. Yeah. There's a lot of it's a lot of question marks, but it's also like they have a good amount of depth on that, uh, in their pitching staff. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> and they probably have overall the best bullpen in the division. Right. Probably. That's, that's, well, that's huge. The Rays probably do. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say if Toronto wins the AL East, Hyunjin Ryu needs to have a Cy Young caliber season. Probably. Yeah. Okay. I, would, I. I mean, that's a good hot take. I like that. I, I would say more hinges on are they going to get offensive development out of the young core? You know all these juniors that they have on their team. Like, Vlad Guerrero Jr. should be a superstar. Is he going to make that jump to being, like, a fucking superstar? Right. I mean, all the guys on that team. They they also have uh, uh, Francisco Liriano. He can start. They have Tyler Chatwood. He can start. Um Oh yeah, Francisco Liriano, yeah. yeah. They okay. they have a couple other guys. Who's who, the coach? I don't know who their coach is. Uh they have a they have they have people who can start and they they apparently have a pretty decent uh young pitchers who could come in and help in the second half of the year. Um huh. The Rays got rid of everybody in the offseason and then they've signed they're probably the only team that's actually like signed more players than the Red Sox but I haven't heard of any of them uh, well, so wait their starting rotation was Snell and Charlie Morgan who does Snell 
is like a big betrayal. They got Chris Archer back from the Pirates. That right. Was like, do, do they still have Tyler Glasnow? Tyler Glasnow is their, like, they're betting he's going to become their ace. And then they yeah. have this guy Yarborough. Yarborough. Oh, yeah, Ryan Yarborough actually is they've been trying to stretch him out forever um he's been good uh they have a couple of young guys they have three young pitchers who they think will be major league ready at some point this season i think one of them they think will be able to start the season as a starter they also signed michael waka who um was good a long time ago and then was terrible but at kind of the second half of last season, kind of regained some of his form. So he's a big question mark. Um, And that's about it for the names of players that I know that they signed. (laughs) That's a lot of names of players. Right. But they got rid of a lot of people. And they've also signed a lot of people. So they're going to be a really different team this year than they were last year. One thing you can 100% bet on is they're going to have a good starting pitching rotation and a good bullpen. I think that their their offense is really going to really going to fall apart <clears throat> and I think that uh Hunter Renfro was a pretty big part of their offense last season, was he not? Yeah. Do they still have Brandon Lowe? Yeah, they still have Brandon Lowe. Hunter Renfro was a platoon player for them. He wasn't an everyday starter. Of? Um, I don't know, they got Randy Alazueno, my guy who yeah, accused, took the world by storm in the playoffs. And then got accused of domestic violence. Right. So, but 2020 didn't happen, so Randy Rosarina actually doesn't exist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the good, the bad, or the ugly, right? Yeah, um, yeah they, have, they have Tampa's greatest Rodney, Randy. Sorry. Andy, probably the great Rodney. Right. Who, who is Tampa's greatest Rodney? That's like a used car deal. Yeah. Come on down to Tampa, Tampa Rodney. Uh, and then, um, yeah, so they'll, they, I think they're going to get hurt by the ball deadening, and I think that they're going to really fall off from even what people are expecting them to do. I think they're going to have a now, worse season. That's the ball deadening. The other thing, Sam, is like 2020 is over. So like right. the year of Tampa Bay like cannot continue. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no, it's over. 20, whatever that was is over. So now they're going to go back to being irrelevant. Yeah. The fun team. Tom Brady's right. going to hit his head in a drunken boating accident and not return. Tampa Bay's going to re- return to middling in all events. Uh, yeah, well, who's Ovechkin? Was he the guy that plays for Tampa Bay? Or no, something? he plays for Washington. Washington yeah, they yeah. won the Stanley Cup, though, the Tampa Bay. Right. Yeah. Lightning, yeah. I, yeah uh, they did, right? Speaking yeah, of they, irrelevant, okay, we got to move on to the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles, <laughs> uh, whose biggest offseason acquisition was Felix Hernandez, which we talked about last week. We are really queuing these uh, segues. This is great, yeah. <laughs> they're going to be bad. Look for them to be bad for the next couple of seasons because it I doesn't even seem really like they're I trying. I don't think Felix is going to make the starting rotation. Right. <laughs> come, come on, even for the ticket sales. <laughs> he'll start one game. He'll probably start the opening day. <laughs> and that's it? part of his contract. <laughs> that's the only game he'll start is opening yeah. day. And he'll be like, I'm good. Give me some of the money. Sam, do they still have Chris Davis on that team? Chris Davis, yeah, they signed him forever. He's going to be playing for the Baltimore Orioles for the next 20 years. They're paying him whether he's playing or not is a different question. 
Uh, what well, is it like? What is it like to be the good player who signs like twelve years on this like shit team that has no perspective? <laughs> well, I mean, you can't ask Chris Davis because he's terrible. Yeah, and he hates it. His life sucks. <laughs> no, but he's he's hell. a bad player. He that's like yeah, the worst like, deal. That's like the worst production per dollar. Like. In modern Major League Baseball, I think. There's been, like, major publication articles the last two years about how Chris Davis is the worst player in baseball. And it's not even... <laughs> yeah. So he's like, ha-ha, suckers. Right. No, he's, not. he's like, I hate myself. I wish I was good. No, dude, you're getting paid to be a bad baseball player on a bad baseball team where you don't have to produce because nobody knows if you're producing or not. Right. You know, it's like the Bonilla thing, you know? Anyway, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a fun division to watch this year. I'm not sure that a World Series team comes out of this division this year. Um, but I do think that we'll it's going to be... we'll get to our predictions later. Right. I think that it's going to be an interesting division. I think there's a ton of young talent, like a ton of like... like on the like, I think Bo Bichette could be like the superstar of the future. Uh, I think Rafael Devers could be the superstar of the future. Like, there's some real exciting players to watch in this division. I think it's I mean, going to be a pretty Springer good year. In, camp, in, in, a, in Toronto is going to be pretty fun. I think probably. Yeah. Uh, what, the one thing, one thing I was wait, what was I going to do? God damn it! What was I going to say? No, I forgot. Keep going with what you're talking about. No, that's it. We got to wrap it up. That, that, yeah, that's all I got. Good job. Uh, yeah. I that was great. That was super yeah, good. That was really good. Uh, I think we're all high on the Blue Jays. Again, like, people think the Yankees are going to be better than they always are. Right? They're never going to live up to expectations. Right. But the most yeah. overrated player in Major League Baseball is always a New York Yankee. Always a New York Yankee. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Did we not say that last week? thought we said that last week. Yeah, we did on the B block. It was on the B block. We talked about that. Oh, it was on the B block. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, every year, except maybe 2015, the most overrated player in Major League Baseball was a New York Yankee. And his name is either Jeter or Judge. (laughs) (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dumb on Ostensibly, a baseball podcast. This has been our AL East review, AL Central next week. Preview? Yeah. Yeah, right. no, we'll no, move east to west. Let's move east to west. A.L. I love it. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, remember, you can follow us on all your social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Dump on the Up. Listen to us on all your listening devices, Apple iTunes, give us a Apple podcast, sorry. Give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. You can also check us out on SoundCloud and or Spotify. For Sam and for Thomas, my name is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Have a good evening and go Canada. Yeah.